This is Tax Chats. I'm Scott Diring, and this is a Tax Short. In the spring of 2021, the San Francisco Chronicle reported that the customer relationship management company Salesforce paid no federal income tax despite reporting $2.6 billion in domestic profits. The headline conjures images of corrupt lawyers in dark, smoke-filled rooms creating sneaky tax plans that violate the law but magically escape the prying eyes of the IRS. And the idea that no taxes are paid on billions in income almost makes one want to scream, Hey, that's not fair! So what's going on? Like every developed country, the United States has two accounting systems. One used to report income to shareholders and one used to report income to the Internal Revenue Service. Financial accounting rules govern reports to shareholders and are designed to provide information to help investors make decisions. Tax accounting rules drive tax payments and are created by lawmakers to raise revenue, encourage or discourage behavior, and to redistribute wealth. Because the objectives underlying the two systems are different, the rules are also different, and sometimes the income calculated the two systems can be very, very different. This is what happened with Salesforce. Following the rules, Salesforce reported high financial income to shareholders, but very low or maybe even negative income to the Internal Revenue Service. Now, hang on to your britches. The details here get a little technical. Salesforce like many modern company, pays its employees in part with restricted stock. Restricted stock are shares of the company that are promised to an employee, but not actually given until they vest after a waiting period of something like five years. Financial accounting rules require that the company record compensation expense based on the value of the shares when they are promised spread out over the waiting period. Tax accounting rules, in contrast, require the company to record all the compensation expense based on the fair value of the shares when they vest in the last year. Why? The government doesn't like giving tax deductions for promises to pay employees. Instead, the government gives tax deductions when payment is actually made. If the share prices do not change over time, the difference between financial accounting and tax accounting are merely timing differences. The financial accounting expense will be taken one-fifth each year for five years, and the tax deduction will be taken all at once in the fifth year. But if share prices have changed, a discrepancy will arise. If share prices have gone up, the tax deduction will be higher than the accounting expense. If share prices have gone down, the tax deduction will be lower than the financial accounting expense. From Salesforce's financial filings, we know that 16 million shares of restricted stock were granted in 2016 when the price per share was $75. Following financial accounting rules, Salesforce recorded compensation expense of $240 million each year for five years for a total of $1.2 billion. By 2020, the stock price had risen to $200. Thus, in 2020, when the shares vested and were actually given to the employees, tax accounting allowed a deduction of $2.5 billion, enough to offset almost all of Salesforce's billion in pre-tax income. In short, no lawyers in dark, smoke-filled rooms were needed, no secret tax plan was created, 
No tax havens were used. No suitcases filled with cash were flown to island nations in the Caribbean. Instead, paying employees with restricted stock created a discrepancy between financial accounting and tax accounting that explains the difference. So the next time someone asks how Salesforce made billions of dollars and paid no tax, you have the answer.